Welcome to WKJP News Radio, the podcast that talks about the 90s sitcom News Radio and never, ever airs the private details of the host's marriage. That's mostly true. That's pretty true. Our private details are private. <laughs> I'm your host, Jordan, here with my bitchin' wife, <laughs> Kayleen. I am bitchin'. <laughs> Today we'll be talking about season two, episode four, entitled The Breakup. Kayleen, at the outset, I like to ask, I'm fine. <laughs> Don't jump on my question. Okay, sorry. How are you doing? I'm comfy. Full of pizza and comfy. You're full of pizza and wearing pajamas. Is there a better state in the world? Both of our kids were asleep by 7.30 tonight. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. We had pizza. I put pajamas on. Kids went to bed. Took my bra off. Yeah. It's, ate some leftover Let's be real. It wasn't leftover Halloween candy. I ate our son's Halloween candy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. He's forgotten about it. He has not asked. Maybe it's because he doesn't feel great. About his candy? Like, he hasn't asked He's me. had two pieces with me today. Oh, okay. But even two. Like, <laughs> sure. that's only two. He always says, Dad, can I have a snack? I always say, like, yeah, okay, what do you want? He's like, starts with a C. <laughs> Carrots? Yeah, crackers? No. Cat food? Cat, yeah. He doesn't like it when I play that game. Yeah, so we just rewatched the show, mm-hmm. took notes. Mm-hmm. We're ready to go. Mm-hmm. I like to ask at the top, what have you been watching lately? Not much. I haven't watched much this week. I feel like between Halloween, one of our kids getting sick, and now another one of our kids getting <laughs> sick, I just haven't had a lot of sleep and then I feel like I'm behind at work and yeah so I can think of two things we've watched together have I blocked them out already yeah you must have oh we watched uh Edward Scissorhands yeah that was fun I had never seen it before yeah I really liked that movie and I hadn't seen it in years yeah actually I it was even more unfamiliar to me than I thought it was going to be really yeah but um I mean I still remembered all of it but I couldn't predict like the next scene or things like that but sure yeah we watched that what else did we watch we watched a few treehouse of horror episodes on oh, halloween yeah. and yeah. Uh, i really enjoyed that because um i forget they, they still make me laugh i still laugh at those and i still remember lines from them and stuff it's surprising yeah i have to admit that like the treehouse of horror episodes are some of my least favorite yeah that's interesting and the i just never i don't know i don't know why even when the simpsons was like a thing I watched a lot mm-hmm. in like high school. Like those aren't episodes that are really stick with me. I remember them, but yeah, I've, I've heard other people say that too. About oh, really? Other fans of the Simpsons say that that's not their favorite. Um, I like anthology movies and TV shows and I like anthology. Like you could barely call it horror, but I mean, it's macabre, um, sure. Stories and stuff. Well, I said to you, I didn't realize how much of it was taken from the twilight zone. I mean, just literally like, yeah. A spoof of the Twilight Zone yeah. in some cases, yeah. I feel like I saw all those Simpsons episodes, and then I saw the Twilight episodes, and didn't necessarily connect that, like, oh, the Twilight episode I'm watching right now is hmm. a Simpsons spoof. Yes. And then I see the Simpsons spoof again, and I'm like, oh, yeah. this is that Twilight Zone episode yep. I saw. Well, you know, the Twilight Zone is a special place in our relationship. It does, yes. So, but I, we watched all of those after I watched... All the Simpsons in my no yeah if that makes same. sense yeah you know? same here yeah um, I saw Terror at five and a half feet years before I saw the Twilight Zone episode at spoofing yeah Terror same. at thirty thousand feet 
right. William Shatner. And the same with the one where Bart is, you know, he can make people go to a bad place or <laughs> right. whatever. Like, right. I don't think I even fully realized till last the other night when we were watching it that like, oh, that's the Twilight Zone <laughs> episode where that kid does that. Yeah, it definitely is. So. Uh, yeah, the two that I wanted to mention were Treehouse of Horror and Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. What did so you we, think of Edward Scissorhands? I feel like we kind of talked about it, but like, did you like it more or less than you thought you would, or did you even have any I idea? I liked it less than I thought I would. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I just thought it would be more scary or weird mm-hmm. or unsettling, and it just kind of wasn't any of those. Like, I guess I expected david lynch and i got tim burton (laughs) you know what i mean oh sure and i just thought it was gonna be i just was not prepared for how goofy it was i guess it is goofy i didn't realize that really either and i think it's so goofy i think you just didn't see it at the right time in your life i absolutely knew we were gonna have this conversation today and i was thinking that as well like i could totally imagine seeing this at 12 or 13 and being like oh my gosh yeah yeah this is like amazing or you know what is this or whatever and now i watch it i'm just like what is this uh, This is kind of stupid yeah this is like you know i've seen the i have seen the parody of the 1950s in like you know bright bubblegum colors sure, done sure. so much like the suburbia thing it's just yeah. not surprising or interesting to me I, I realize this movie is 30 years old now so like God, that's crazy you know there's that but still i just was not <laughs> I think I might just not like Tim Burton, too. That just might be right. a fact. That's true. I like a lot of Tim Burton stuff. I really like Beetlejuice. That's, like, one of my... We should rewatch that, because I know we watched that a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I think the one time I watched it with you was the only time I've ever seen it. Really? I definitely didn't see it as a kid. No, it was very off-limits. I mean, when you don't talk about creepy or spooky, yeah. that movie is much scarier, I yeah. think, than Edward Scissorhands. You're right, though, that I... When you when it was Halloween and you wanted to watch a like you, I think the words you used were like family spooky movie yeah. or something, and I suggested Edward Scissorhands because again in my head, it is kind of a creepy movie. It is kind of unsettling, but I think that's coming from when I saw it, and I probably was like twelve or thirteen when I saw it. Maybe yeah, I thought it was really funny that when Edward speaks for the first time, you you go, he talks. <laughs> I'd never seen this no, movie. No, and I. You thought he was mute. I thought he was a mute character. Yeah. I don't know why. You thought he was like Mr. Bean. <laughs> Edward and Mr. Bean. Okay, Cousins. there's probably a better comparison there, but yeah, I didn't. I just in you know thirty years of hearing about this movie because I remember hearing about it even in elementary school. Like I never. Nobody ever was like, oh, and he says the funniest thing, or like he talks in a weird voice or whatever. Yeah. Like. Nobody ever mentions him talking. No. I mean, he, he doesn't talk very much. No. And he's really soft-spoken. Yeah. So, I mean, part, a big part of why I like Edward Scissorhands is I just think it's a beautiful film. Like, mm. I like I like looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like watching the juxtaposition and the colors and the lines and the... Yes. the... And that's what Tim Burton does well, is yeah. he does that sort of, like, rich mise-en-scene and like candy colors and like right. but also a little bit of like creepy weirdness underneath yeah. yeah and i just i don't it just doesn't quite do it for me yeah sorry that's okay i'm glad i watched it mm-hmm. all right should we get into the news radio episode let's dive in all right we'll be talking about the breakup 
This aired on October 31st, 1995. This is the Halloween episode. <laughs> it aired on Halloween, yeah. Hmm. There's nothing Halloween-y about I it, know. though. It was written by Paul Sims and directed by Peter Bonners. The synopsis is, Beth forces Dave and Lisa to reveal their relationship to the staff when she gets caught in the middle of a bad breakup fight. But it's not a, is it a breakup fight? Yeah, we were talking about this just prior to recording. Is This is a misnamed the title episode. title is Breakup. Yeah. But, and so when I heard that, I actually got kind of excited because I was like, oh, maybe something interesting will happen in their relationship. Yeah. No. I, I was also faked out by this title because I thought they were going to break up as well. Yeah. Um, or something like a breakup was going to happen. Well, she gave, she asked for her keys back. I'm just like, that to me does kind of indicate like a finality. But then like, in the end, it's pretty clear that they're not broken up. Yes. So. Yeah, let's talk about it more as we go through it. But um, yeah, let's return to the question of whether it's a accurate title. Yeah. Again, nobody sees these episode titles. Right. As far as I know. So in the first scene, uh, it's Bill and Catherine on the air. Bill reveals that it's Catherine's birthday and that she's 36 years old. Um, one thing I noticed was that Bill's season one glasses are back. We've seen I'm, him without those oh, glasses for a while. I've never noticed He's got that. those like dark red kind of horn rimmed is not quite the right word, but that's... Plasticky? Yeah, they look like librarian glasses. Hmm. So Catherine is furious at him for revealing her age on the air. Uh, I also noticed Catherine and I are the same age. I've talked. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've talked on the show before about how these were all just vague sort of like uh, capital A adults to me when I watched this the first few times. And now yeah. I'm like, huh, OK, so that's where she was it in her life and her career at this point. And yeah. here's where I am. And right. OK, well, like we don't know if she's married, if she has kids. I guess yep. it's fair to assume. Well, I don't know. I mean, because my thinking is like, oh, she goes out to the bar after work. But you can go to the bar after work if you're married mm-hmm. or have kids. So. You're allowed to. I've heard that. Yeah. I've never tried it myself. I'm not allowed to. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote, why do we only ever see Catherine and Bill in the booth? Supposedly Lisa is like a reporter as well, but she never like goes on the air. Rarely. She Or she like a reporter. She goes to a scene of something. I think she's more of a reporter than a newscaster. We did see her on the air in the crisis. Remember, she was the one saying back with with more. Yeah. So that's a good question. But yeah, it's mostly Bill and Catherine there. Sure. Uh, I like the way that <laughs> Bill leaves the news booth and he tries to kiss the top of Catherine's head and she smacks him. Yeah. I just like the very like casual way that she just reaches up and slaps his face. You would definitely hear that on the air. That's too. true. Yeah, that's true. Catherine wants to know how old Bill is, but he won't tell her. <laughs> so Matherin gives... Catherine, an ugly looking, I don't know what that thing is, like a cinnamon bun or a muffin or something, like a glazed muffin. Oh, yeah, that looks like something you would get at a gas station. It absolutely does look gross. (laughs) And he starts to sing happy birthday, but then she shoves it in his mouth. And then we get the credits. Mm -hmm. In the next scene, Catherine is trying to get Bill's birth date off his W-2 or his I-9 from Dave. I don't think that Dave should be able to share an employee's birthday. I don't know why Dave has access to those files to begin with. Like, I agree with you. Do they not have you. an HR? I literally have that sentence in my notes. Is like, yeah. does this radio station not have an HR department? Although, I don't know, maybe that, how much of a thing was that? I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't working in 96. I didn't have a W-2. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who I would have given it to at the time. <laughs> it's true. I was uh, in like sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, does Dave do payroll? Like Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they do that out of house or something yeah but uh, i did think like does he have the right to 
give a birthday. Or, I mean, I guess there's a difference between giving the year also. Like, you could give the day, maybe, and not give the year. I don't know. Yeah, it could be that she's just asking for the date and not the year. Right. Still, that's private information. Right. I don't understand how Bill's W-2 can possibly have a blank date of birth. That seems like a a real contrivance to me. Like, uh, I don't think... You can file taxes like that. You can file, yeah. I don't I don't think you're allowed to work places if you don't have all that required right. information filled out. Maybe we just live in a time and place where like Well everything's electronic. Everything's now, digitized. So it's so easy to like <laughs> like things don't fall through the cracks anymore. Right. Who knows? So Beth comes in and she wheedles it out of Dave that he and Lisa are having a fight. Um in fact she's not speaking to him. She gives something to Beth to give to him. Lisa has asked Dave to give her the keys to her apartment back. I smirked when he said he did something bad and she said you threw up on her. Dave says, uh, that, something flew out of my mouth. That kind of that <laughs> smirk. And Beth says, you threw up on her. Yeah. Yeah, that was really gross. Beth and Dave sort of dance around the fact that Dave called Lisa a B-word, which really means he called her a bitch. I accidentally called her a name. Which one? Well, which one doesn't really matter, does it? The point is I regret it. Which one? The one that starts with B. Not the... Yes, the B word. Dave, you do not seem like the kind of guy who would use the B word. I know, I'm not. We are talking about bitch, right? Yeah, bitch. Well, I'm sure she'll get over it unless she decides to be a total... No, she's not going to get over it. Matthew comes in, he noticed an icy silence in the elevator between Dave and Lisa, and he interprets that as sexual tension. Um, of course. <laughs> We're flirting. <laughs> That's how we flirt. Yeah. We kind of act angry at each other. Icy silence. Yeah. Means that it's taboo. <laughs> taboo. Uh, Beth is rocking the big watch on a necklace look. She kind of looks like a Flava Flav yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I noticed that. That was kind of weird. It was a little bit hot, though. Like, she looked yeah. good. Like she looked... Yeah, she has a nice body. <laughs> I mean, her clothes are really tight. Yeah, she looks like almost like quasi goth. I wouldn't say that. No, it's like the dark, like shiny suit that she was on. You're thinking of it like it's a bustier or something. Maybe. Yeah, no. Dave tries to get Beth to lie to the staff about what's going on with him and Lisa. Um, or they could just both be adults and like talk to each other at work and not. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. <laughs> not give Dave the silent treatment. I just felt like. There is nothing about Dave that is boss-like. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get to talk to Lisa and the workplace yeah. about her late like... We saw some of his boss tendencies in the previous episode. I felt like he was a boss... Oh, shit, with the rat With thing. the rat funeral. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, like, the moments he acts like a boss are, to me, very few and far between. Mm-hmm. I also thought that, like, people don't treat him like a boss. No, they don't. At all. No. Um, so anyway, some of the lies that Dave is trying to get Beth to push to the staff are a tax audit and PMS. They're exchanging keys because Lisa wants the keys to her apartment back, and Bill walks in and he notices. What's in your hand? <laughs> what hand? Your left hand. What are you hiding? Mm-hmm. Wow. Secret keys. <laughs> I, there's something I like about the idea that he's only interested in it because they were trying to hide it from him. And then he sees what it is and he's like, 
Well, there's a few t- things he because he does that too with the sock later and with stuff. Lisa, I'm just like I, I find yeah. it hard to believe that Bill actually tracks that much in the office and mm-hmm. he like is that aware. Yeah. I'm also that interested to be honest, but eh. yeah. In the previous episode, I said that we're starting to see some of Bill's paranoia surface, yeah. and I feel like that is a thing that he's kind of like. He, he sees more than you think he does. He's on alert. Mm-hmm. He's observant because he's paranoid. Could be, yeah. Uh, as Beth leaves, she yells, I'm starting to feel like I work for Kaiser Soze. I don't know who that is. Oh, really? Well, is that a reference to the usual suspect? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. You Yeah, you I knew thought, that. I thought so, but then I was like, is that a real person or is that from the movie? Oh, okay, like, yeah. Like, I was like, that person isn't a real person. Like, no. I've only have ever seen the usual suspect's twice okay and i think you and i watched it together once and i think i fell asleep that that rings a bell yeah. i think i watched it once in high school because yeah. all my friends really liked all that your movie. male friends yes and i wanted to be cool <laughs> yep. be cool kayleen yep so you gotta like what the boys like yep. and i watched it and i was like i don't get it but yeah mm, yeah it was kaiser sosa <laughs> and then you and i watched it once and i was like I'm tired <laughs> i fell asleep so i think that i'm sure it is a good movie yeah just that time with you, I think, was the third time I'd ever watched it. I watched it once with my friends in that big house we lived in, and I was super stoned and couldn't follow anything. Oh, which, yeah. Like, and that's not a good movie to try to no. track when you're no, high. No. And then the next one, the next time I think I watched it, and uh, I think we even watched it, you know, the same movie with the same people later. And I was like, oh, that's pretty good. There are some really corny things in it, too. Mm. There's a part where Stephen Baldwin... They're trying to decide what to do with this dead body. And they're like, we need to bury him. They're like, how do we bury him? We don't have a shovel. And Stephen Baldwin goes, with our hands. It's just the like most ridiculous, like overdramatic. Like, why reading. is he saying his line with like that? With our hands. You know, so I don't, and I just cracked up. I remember that being we really so funny. Stoned. I think that was the second time, <laughs> not the first time. But yeah, it's the kind of thing, it's the kind of movie that college guys watch and get really into because it makes them feel smart but that also is probably true of college guys in the late 90s early 2000s which is you (laughs) (laughs) right i'm like i don't think college guys now watch the usual suspects and get really into it because it makes them feel smart they probably get into more oh yeah no my point was time specific i'm sure there are other things that college guys do now that are just as annoying yeah all right in the next scene bill notices beth giving keys to lisa lisa says that it's just a girl thing. I like how that is basically a... That's been used as a way of deflecting Bill at least twice and Mr. James at least once. Yeah, it, and it feels kind of like a... It's kind of a 90s joke. Yeah, kind of like, uh girls and our periods and our boobs and our uterus and, oh, we're men. We don't understand that stuff. Whoa, no thanks. Scary. <laughs> uh, I do like the way that Beth approaches Lisa about the situation. She says... I don't like it when girls call other girls a bitch. I don't think she... I think I know. it's very no. jocular, and I no. think she's referencing the previous conversation. No, I get it. I get, I get what she's doing. I just, like, in general, I, I, I also totally understand the, like, reclaiming of the sure. word and... You know, a girl calling another girl a bitch as a friend is yeah. a different thing than somebody using it as an insult. Like, I totally understand all the uses of this word. I just, I don't know, I kind of guess I, I buy into the idea of, like, when a girl calls another girl a bitch, it just makes it okay for a man to call a girl a bitch. Yeah. 
And I don't like that. Sure. Yeah. I, I sort of agree with you. I also feel like this is not a thing I really have an opinion on. This feels sure. like a, you know, an yeah. inter-female yeah. conversation to be had. So it turns out that Dave basically ditched Lisa at the movies the previous night. He ran into Joe in the bathroom and uh, then couldn't admit that he was there with Lisa. So he watched the rest of the movie with Joe and then just left and then ended up at a bar and called Lisa at like 2 a.m. Like, I yeah, really shitty behavior. No kidding. Yeah. I didn't want to be too like, I know I'm down on Dave. Like, I know that. But I was like, how does a situation happen where he abandons her, yes. doesn't let her know what's going on? And I get that we're not in cell phone times, yes. but like to not even call from the bar totally. or also, why did you go out with Joe after that? Why didn't yes. you just be like, bye yeah. and go find her. But like you do all these things and then somehow she's the bitch. Yes. Like, I hope he, I hope she got a crack in. <laughs> like, well, you're an inconsiderate asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so this isn't any sort of defense, but we've seen that Dave is the sort of guy who gets swept along in things and is like, not able or willing to like stand up for himself and be like, right. no, I'm going to do this thing instead. Right. Like that's how he ended up with Nancy staying at his apartment. Right. Right. Um, or the, the fact that even like he sees Joe in the bathroom. So yeah. he thinks he has to go watch yes. the movie with yes. him. Like, yeah. Dumb. Uh-huh. It, just me, it just makes me as usual dislike him more and more. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's relevant and we'll probably get into this later on, but I think it's relevant that Dave is from all we can tell and we only get really Lisa's side of the story in this episode, Dave is totally in the wrong about everything in this fight. Yes. So I just think that's a relevant point. Like we never hear him say like, well, what Lisa didn't tell you was that blah, blah, blah. No, he knows he shouldn't have called her a bitch. And he doesn't say anything about the thing with Joe, but like Mm -hmm. from her description, like that's totally inappropriate behavior. Mm -hmm. So, uh, But also like, it's like, I do think that he gets that he's in the wrong and he's trying to talk to her or whatever, but it's like, just because you want to talk to somebody yes. and apologize doesn't mean that you're owed the opening to apologize. Right. Like, yeah. that's not okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Uh, so Lisa tries to give him back some of his stuff, which basically amounts to a white sock in a plastic bag, which is really weird. <laughs> like, it is really weird. It's also like he had keys to her apartment, but clearly he wasn't really spending much time there. <laughs> I mean, when I stay any place... Like, even when I travel, like, for work, the main thing I have in my backpack is a white sock in a plastic bag. I don't have, like, toothpaste. Well, she put it in the plastic bag. Oh, yeah. Like, she found the sock, and she put it in a plastic bag. Yeah, that's really considerate of her. Well, yeah. She's not just gonna, like, throw a... (laughs) You're so funny. It's also a really clean sock. It looks unworn. Yeah. I can't imagine... Maybe she did laundry at her place, and that one, like, fell out of the basket or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great interpretation. Yeah. Because it doesn't look like... It was under the bed or something. I can't imagine Dave being the kind of person who wears white tube socks. Like Maybe I Maybe on the weekends. I don't know. He seems like the kind of guy who wears who would wear dress socks mowing the lawn. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So They're in New York. He doesn't have a lawn. That's true. Um I don't know. What's watering the, the plants on his balcony. <laughs> I guess. What's the uh New York equivalent of mowing your lawn? I don't, I don't know. know. In the next scene, Dave talks to Mr. James in the bathroom. Uh, Mr. James really seems to enjoy the drama of their fight. I liked the cadence of their interaction. Yes. Yeah, that was that was well done. Hey, Mr. James. Something troubling you? Yeah. Work related? No. Girl? Yeah. Lisa? Between you and me? Yeah. Yes. Problem? Big fight. Due to? Argument. Issue? Temper. Hers? Mine. Hit her? No. <laughs> Girl something? No. Call her name? Yes. What? B-word. Bitch? Yes. 
I did not like that one of Mr. James's guesses was that Dave hit Lisa. No shit. I mean, I... Again, I just felt like that like that type of joke is just not going to fly now. No. Like, normally I'm, I'm willing to, like, give the jokes a little bit more benefit of the doubt. Or, like, okay, how could we sure. have a joke like that in 2021? <laughs> I don't think that joke no. flies at all these days. No. Mr. James says that uh, Lisa just needs to see Dave suffer and that Lisa will find a way to do so. Is that true, Kayleen? Is that what a woman really wants in that case? I mean, is to, there is something... Doesn't want to hear an apology, but wants to see her partner suffer. I mean, I felt like more of what he was saying is she wants to, like... She wants to see you looking bad. She wants to see you, like, losing face. Mm-hmm. And Mr. James was talking about how... She'll just talk about you to her girlfriends. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there is definitely satisfaction in that, for sure, of mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't believe my partner or my husband or whatever, they did this thing. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. And then your girlfriends are like, oh, what a jerk. He's the worst. And you're like, nah, I still love him. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get over it. Yeah. But Mr. James makes the, or Dave brings up like, well, she can't talk about our relationship to anyone. Yeah. Although I am also like, does Lisa not have other friends? I, I get yeah. that they can't bring it up at work, but like, don't they have other friends outside of work that they could talk to? I, yeah, I I've know. wondered that as well. I, I'm still guessing that Dave probably doesn't have a ton of friends in the city cause he's still new to New York city. Yeah, that's true. But I also imagine that, I don't know. I can imagine that Lisa really compartmentalizes her work life and her personal life. And and maybe she wouldn't want even to tell her friends that she's dating her boss. I think like, that's that would, part of it. Yeah, yeah. That, would, that would be a thing. I think that's part of it. But yeah, that would be really difficult to get in. You you miss out on all the commiseration if you're right. not able to talk about your, the person you're with. Yeah. In the next scene, we actually get a different exterior shot. I don't know if you noticed that. We've often gotten like one of two different exterior shots of the building this is a different one that kind of pans over a bunch of buildings i did notice that actually that was kind of interesting i just i feel like we've seen the same Mm -hmm. exterior establishing shot over and over and over and this was nice to see something different so lisa matthew beth dave and joe are eating at the conference table Uh, apparently most of them are eating fruit (laughs) well it's funny because later on dave and lisa go out for lunch and in my head i was like what were they eating earlier then because it looked like they had called out for it yeah because it was in like plastic containers and matthew put like a box down on the thing like they were all but yeah it's like a mid-morning snack (laughs) yeah i eat mid-morning because i thought they were sitting down to lunch but then later on they go out to lunch i thought so too that didn't make any sense yeah they're all eating melon or something (laughs) they're all eating melon i mean look joe rogan seems like the kind of guy who's never eaten a fruit in his life to me (laughs) so it was really weird to see him doing that joe asks what's the creepy vibe between you two um, it turns out that uh, they're just kind of getting tangled up in the various lives. They've told different people. Um, Beth apparently told Matthew that Lisa has female disorders, which is either Beth getting it wrong or Beth- Matthew's misinterpretation of Beth saying that Lisa has PMS. Right, or cramps or whatever. <laughs> I did like the way that Dave can't remember what's wrong with his mom. Um, so there's oh, this yeah. like disagreement between him and Beth. Like he said, oh, there's just such a technical name and at the exact moment that Beth is saying she has a cold. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I didn't understand about this was, wouldn't everyone be suspicious that Beth seems to be like the hinge point between 
Dave and Lisa in terms of this creepy vibe. Like, they both keep looking to Beth, or Beth keeps, like, answering for both of them. Right. Well, and also, I still just can't believe that... I know that it's from season one, but it's already come up once that they're in a relationship. Yes. Like, Nancy told everybody. Yeah. So how are people not, like... Yep. Hmm. Strange behavior. Right. <laughs> I don't know. So... Dave and Lisa talk to Beth in the break room, and she reveals that she already told everyone about their relationship, and they're just pretending not to know. I thought I, that was pretty clever. Yeah, I do, too. Beth, we will tell her. Yes, when eventually. Yeah, when, when the gonna... time is right. Yeah, we'll... Let me tell you something. The time better get right real soon, because I'm going to crack, and I'm going to blurt your little secret out to the whole staff. Mm, no, no, you won't. No. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> I mean, yes, I will. Yeah. First person singular, future tense. No, I mean, yes, I did. Past tense. Last week. They're just pretending not to know. Third person plural. <laughs> Period. Class dismissed. In the next scene, uh, Catherine kind of fake apologizes to Bill in order to get his driver's license from his pocket. I think it's kind of cool that she picked his pocket. Yeah, the second time I actually watched for it, and yeah. you don't see anything that is... Like, I thought maybe you'd see her slyly... Oh, sure. ...put her hand in your po- his pocket, and you don't. Yeah. But... You've said before that, like, we don't know a lot about Catherine. Right. And I think this is another case where, like, oh, just, like, the fact that you could pick anybody's pocket. Mm-hmm. It's harder than it sounds. Like... I've never tried. you never tried to pick anybody's pocket? No. Oh. I do all the time. <laughs> I know. I'm like, do you know? I have before. Like, I've tried to, like, you know, something's in somebody's pocket and you try to take it out while they're not noticing or something. Hmm. hmm. Bill does not keep his driver's license in his pocket, and so she can't get access to his date of birth. Dave and Lisa apologize to everyone for lying about their relationship. Um, everybody? Could you come here for a second? What up? Uh. Well, Dave and I would just like to apologize. For lying. About our affair. Yeah, yeah. Our, our romance. <laughs> our relationship. <laughs> What relationship? Wait a minute. You guys are doing it? Uh, they call it their affair. Again, with the stupid word affair. Like, it just makes it sound so much more scandalous. Yeah, it does. Like, no. <laughs> they call it an affair, a romance, a relationship. Matthew's line. Wait a minute. You guys are doing it? Oh my god. That was just like, that type of humor. Something about the mid-90s, like, it. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like Beth actually tricked them into revealing their relationship themselves. Um, they decide to go to lunch together, and Lisa's kind of agonizing over it. Dave feels better that everybody knows now that it's out in the open. Beth suggests that they hold hands when they go out, and then she says, Okay, that looks really queer. Yeah, I clocked that as, like, that's not a word people use now. Yeah, that was a really interesting use of the word. One of the reasons I wanted to bring up that we watched The Treehouse of Horror, too, is because they use the word queer in that way. Yeah. In The Treehouse of Horror. Oh, sure. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I feel like, I don't know specific, but yeah, that sounds right. It's the one where Mr. Burns is a vampire. Well, it is my good friends, the... uh... Simpson, family master. Simpson, eh? Excellent. I heard that. It was a boy. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's not a, you yeah. don't hear that use yeah. of that word anymore. Which is, 
a little bit sad because I like that word. Like I like it's, the, yeah, it's wh- like a strange, strange, unusual, bizarre, unexpected. Yeah, but okay. So anyway, they walk to the elevator to go to lunch. Everyone's like, yeah, who cares? It's fine. Go. And then right as they get to the elevator, everybody's hooting and hollering. And then there's this really weird scene where yeah. Bill comes up behind them and does like a big weird dance and blows a kiss. Yeah, I don't. I think it was like, again, trying. I'm being funny and unexpected. Yeah. But like it just didn't. It didn't hit for me. <laughs> no, sorry. This is me laughing because it wasn't funny. And the unfunniness of it is, funny. is getting to me. Yeah. In the next scene, when Dave and Lisa get back. There's a sign on Dave's office door that says, if this office is rockin', don't come a-knockin'. It's probably Joe, because Dave uh, balls it up and throws it at him. Mr. James is in Dave's office and asks which of them is going to quit. Apparently, he can't ask either of them to quit or fire them, which seems like it undercuts what we saw a a couple of episodes ago. Well, I feel like, I mean, sometimes when you get hired for a job, you can sign, like, code of conduct type things. It's like, I'm not going to date anyone in the office or whatever and but i don't know like maybe that wasn't a thing yeah i don't know i'm, I'm curious i don't yeah. know what the law is there it does feel right. correct to me that you wouldn't be able to fire two people just because they were having a romantic relationship right but at the same time like it's right like you could find a reason to fire them and say that it's for something when in actuality it's because their relationship is not appropriate. Yeah, if it were a bigger company or if the company were structured differently, you would find a way for Elisa to not be managed by Dave because right. of that power like imbalance. or something. Yeah. I really like the sight gag of Mr. James opening the blinds behind the couch and everybody's oh, peeking through the window. Sure. We have not gotten a lot of cases where those blinds actually get opened and you see out into the mm-hmm. main office. That's and so, true. And so I liked seeing that. Um, there's also another sign on the door as he's leaving saying, Love Shack. And so Mr. James gives them two months before one of them decides to quit. All right, in the next scene, Dave and Lisa ask everyone for a little privacy and respect. They sort of gather everybody in the office to talk about that. I think Joe looks super creepy in this scene. Did you register yes, that? Yes, I did. He's doing that weird, like, leering. Yeah. Kind of like neck forward. Yes. Face down, yes. like peering up at you from under his eyebrows kind of thing. Yeah. Like a it's, gargoyle. Yeah. It's like a gargoyle or like someone who's really drunk or high trying oh, to like sure. make like, sense of the situation. They're trying to concentrate really hard yeah. on what you're saying. I did not like that. Beth starts to spell the tea about uh, Dave and Lisa's fight and Dave gets outed as having called Lisa a bitch. Everyone takes that really seriously <laughs> and the mood in the office totally changes. Catherine says, you know, Lisa, if you want to talk. And yeah. Bill gives Dave the card of a therapist specializing in rage management. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently there's some good things about having all this out in the open because Lisa can use the situation to shame Dave for his well, bad that's, behavior. I mean, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's easier to forgive somebody when you do feel like... I'm right. Yes. <laughs> and these people agree with me. Yeah, exactly. In the next scene, Matthew gives Catherine a birthday present. I really like the little bit where Joe asks, why are you so obsessed with Catherine's birthday? And Matthew says, because last week it was my birthday and nobody remembered and it really hurt. And he gets this weird, like, look on his face. I know. It's exactly the look that our oldest gets when he's trying yes. not to cry. Yeah. I just thought that was, like, a nice touch yeah. from Matthew. Like, he didn't. Andy Dick could have played that scene in a bunch of different sure, ways. Sure. And I like the fact that he played, he played it, it in serious. a... Played it serious, but also played in a way that he was hurt as opposed to, like, right, mad. Right, You know? I just thought that was nice. 
Uh, anyway, it turns out Matthew found a copy of Bill's birth certificate. He did some digging. I don't know. That seems like a real like HIPAA violation to me. To HIPAA wasn't a thing in the nineties. I was trying to figure this out too. Yeah. It, it came about in the nineties, but it might have been the late nineties, like ninety seven, I mean, ninety eight. It feels not far fetched to me that you could call a hospital and say that you're looking for a birth certificate for a person, and that the hospital would be like, "We have a record of that person." I don't know. I don't know that they would share that PHI that protected health information yeah i don't know but i just i feel like i should know this sort of stuff more than i do but that seems really weird that he was able to dig it up but you know good for him i loved that he got her something that actually she loved and really wanted yes i mean that's like a perfect present yeah there's a nice ongoing relationship between Catherine and matthew it's not it's like the 10th most important pairing on the show between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But every time the two of them do bounce off of each other, it's awfully like, oh, that's really that's really sweet. I imagine she treats him like a pet. Yeah, or like a child. Right. She's very kind of um, maternal and like warm toward him. Sure. In a way that other people are not. Uh, so she's really happy about this. Drinks are on Catherine downstairs. Uh, apparently it's June 19th is Bill's birthday. All right, in the final scene... They are in the Mexican restaurant downstairs. I'm going to call it the cantina. Okay. (laughs) You just said that like... Because there's the word cantina in big letters on the back wall. Yeah. Yeah. That was just... (laughs) The way you said that was like when our oldest gets an idea and he's like, I'm going to do this. And you're like, okay. Okay. Nobody cares. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Matthew asks if Dave and Lisa ever had sex on his desk. Barf. Yep. I mean, but that's a real, like... Oh, sure. The office joke. Doesn't, oh, yeah, yeah. I think Dwight makes the same joke about doing it on Pam's desk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really like the exchange between Bill and Matthew, where Bill starts to say... Today we just needed a chance to, you know... Shake out the silliness. <laughs> Please don't finish my sentences. <laughs> You really like their pairing much more than I do. I do. I do. Anyway, everybody sort of pretends not to care about Dave and Lisa's relationship, but then they immediately talk about them after Dave and Lisa leave. One thing I noticed that Beth is not in the final scene. Oh yeah, you're right. And that kind of bothered me. And like, there's no good reason she's not. Right. The only reason she's not is from the like story perspective of if she was there, everybody right. would be prying her for right. information. Or she can't act like, yeah, what's going on with them? What? She knows. Yeah, yeah she's known the whole time. Bill says, you know, okay, so he called her a name. It's just a name. Who cares? And then Catherine calls Bill by his true name. It's just a word. Words can't hurt. Well, what if I were to call you a name? Go ahead. Who cares? Okay, Evelyn. <laughs> First of all, it's pronounced Evelyn. Oh my god. That, that made you laugh both times. It made times. me laugh both times. That's my only lol for this episode, and it was a hearty lol yeah. both times. First of all, <laughs> it's pronounced Evelyn. Yeah, that's a good line reading from, yeah. from um, Catherine, from Candy Alexander. And that's the end of the episode. We find out that Bill's real name is Evelyn. I thought that was the funny. End. Yeah, I thought that was good. <laughs> yeah. All right, any sort of analysis on this, Kayleen? Do you have anything more to say? No, it was fine. I think it is an important point in the overall Dave and Lisa arc 
and it needed to happen. Like, it needed to come out in some way or the other to the staff that they were dating. I like that it came out because Beth tricked them into revealing it themselves. Yeah, I thought that was a very clever trick. Yep. And that's about it. Otherwise, this is a really kind of, like, throwaway episode. I don't think there's that much interesting that's going on. The B storyline of Dave's, or Bill's birthday was kind of funny. Yeah. Like, I really liked that Matthew got the birth certificate. Like, that was cute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's just not that much to say. In terms of recurring gags, one thing I've noticed, and maybe you'll pay attention if I say this too, is that Matthew likes to say, what up? Hmm. He he said that several times already, but... Uh, he says it in this episode, and he also likes to say big whoop, and mm. so that just pins it right in the middle of the 90s to me, to be mm. to, to be saying things like, God. what up? I think I said big whoop. Big whoop. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure I said that a lot growing up. Yep, and that leads us really nicely into... Yo, it's the 90s. Yo, it's the 90s. All right, I have three. I have two. All right. First is Kaiser Soze. Yep. From The Usual Suspects. I think that movie was 93, 94. So wow, pretty recent. Wow, I realized it was that late in the 90s, or early in the 90s, rather. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was more late 90s for whatever reason. I don't yeah. know. Second is uh, the fact that Lisa has no idea where Dave is when he leaves her at the movies. Like, that would oh, not sure. happen yeah, after the advent true. of cell phones. That's totally true. Like, it would be a totally different matter if she kept calling him and he didn't answer or went straight to voicemail right. or something. But, um, yeah, he would just call the person or text yeah. the person and be like, what's up? And That would be really, I mean, like, that would be really upsetting. Yeah. Especially, I, and maybe it would be even more upsetting now because we are so available all the time. Yes. But to, like, go to an event with somebody and yes. then have to leave without them. And then, again, like, there's no Uber back yes. then. Like, yeah. Or did they make it home okay? Like, And then you just keep calling their home phone probably again and again until they pick up. I mean, one distinction they don't get into, and this, I think, makes a difference, is did Lisa know that Dave left with Joe, or did Dave just not come back from the bathroom? Right. Because that's a real big difference. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, the last thing I had for Yo! It's the 90s is they have a TV in the break room, and the break room oh, yeah. TV has bunny ears. I don't know if you saw that. It's got the, like... I did notice the TV in the break room. I didn't notice the antenna. Yeah. There's at least one scene in the future where they watch something on that TV. Mm. Um, But the fact that it had the rabbit ears just made me laugh. I remember reading something in one of the Calvin and Hobbes books where they... The author, Bill Watterson, talks about individual scenes. And he points out that, like, even in the 80s and 90s when he was drawing these things, he would give... The objects in Calvin's household, like the 50s style of things. Like, so Calvin watches a TV that has rabbit ears. Sure. Calvin's mom, you know, talks on a phone that looks like the kind of thing Charlie Brown would use in the 60s, right? And he said part of it is just like, that's what people recognize as those objects, even when those objects don't look like those objects anymore. Right, like a telephone. Yep. Yeah. So, like, if you were drawing a cartoon now, you might draw a cartoon of a TV that looks like something The sure. Simpsons watch, even though your TV looks like a square, you know, mounted yeah, on a wall. it's a flat rectangle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I meant a rectangle. Yeah. Uh, was that it for your The other 90s? 90s thing I had was the That Looks Queer. Oh, yeah. 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 I did not even know about that as a homophobic slur, which has now since been reclaimed for people 
you know, of all sorts who are non-straight. The only first time I learned that was from The Simpsons was um, John Waters when he appeared uh, in a cameo on The Simpsons as their gay friend John. They ruined all our best names like Bruce and Lance and Julian. Those were the toughest names we had. Now they're just... Queer? Yeah, and that's another thing. I resent you people using that word. That's our word for making fun of you. We need it. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's it for Yo, It's the 90s. Game. Kayleen's got a game for us tonight. For having thrown this together in... Less than an hour tonight. I feel pretty good about this. I'm excited. You always are. All right. I don't know if these are in any good order. I just... They're the order that I found the questions or made the questions. The category is bitch. Okay. Is it really? (laughs) Yes. Okay. The category is bitch. All right. Ready. See what you know about bitches. In the 1997 hit, Bitch... By Meredith Brooks. The chorus says, I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a what? Child. I'm a mother. I'm a sinner. I'm a saint. I do not feel ashamed. Damn, you're good. Right? Yep. Yeah. That was good. I thought you were going to have to, I thought you were going to make me pull the name Meredith Brooks and I was, I was right there ready to do that. I knew because I knew I was like, the second <laughs> I made the category bitch, I was like, he's going to think of bitch by Meredith Brooks. Yes. So I was like, I'm going to up the ante a little and make him do the chorus, but couldn't even trick you that way. I'm your hell, I'm your dream, I'm nothing in between, and you know you wouldn't want it any other way. Good night, Jordan. Am I? <laughs> yes! Yeah? Okay. God, you're so good. You're so good at trivia. What iconic English rock band also released a song titled Bitch in 1971? Ooh, good question. Mm-hmm. Queen? I have a, I have a hint. Okay. Would you like the hint? Please give me the hint. The name of the album that the song is on is called Brown Sugar. Oh, the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Yep. You didn't get the point. Well, half point. Don't give me a point for that. I okay. didn't get it. Okay. I'm such a Beatles guy. I'm not a Rolling Stones guy. I listened to it because I didn't know that there was another song called Bitch. Yeah. It is very good. And then it, it made me, really? and then it made me think, maybe I like the Rolling Stones. You know? Lots of people do. You know, we grew up listening to the music our parents listened yeah. to, right? So like I'm Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Led Zeppelin, Metallica, Journey, Moody Blues, Genesis, like that's my yes. <laughs> that's my house. But when I listened to the Rolling Stones, I was like, this should be in there. Like well, this is good. Yeah, that's directly upstream from Led Zeppelin and I know. a bunch of that other stuff I know. too. So. so I'm like, maybe I'll be getting into the Rolling Stones. Okay. I'm sure I know some of their songs and I would recognize them. I just don't, yeah. you know. So Question, are you going to, I'm sorry. So are you going to listen to their entire catalog? Is that the plan? I'm sorry. I'm not taking your recommendation <laughs> from last week. No, it's no. Fine. Question number three. In Donald Trump's infamous quote where he, quote, moved on her like a bitch. Yeah. About whom was he speaking? Uh, it was happening at the Miss America pageant, I believe, and I don't know the particular person. It's an Entertainment Tonight correspondent. Nancy O'Dell. Okay. Yeah. This may or may not stay in. I've heard people point out that, like, that quote makes no sense. It actually does, I think. I moved on her like a bitch. Okay, so... What does that mean? So you need the context of the quote. So he was 
I can't believe I'm saying this. Or okay. Going through this. With sure. You. But like. We don't have to. No, it's fine. So he um, was doing something with her in entertainment. They were do. I don't know what they were. I don't think it was Miss America. I think it was oh, okay. something else. But the larger context of oh. the quote is she had mentioned that she was looking for furniture. And so he was like, oh, I know where to get some nice furniture. Like, I'll take you to this store. And then he said something before that. Then he said, I moved on her like a bitch. And then said like, but she was married. So I think in the, he's kind of being self-deprecating. Like, I made a move on her like an idiot because she was married. Okay, so and, that's and, what people didn't. That's what the confusion was. Is like, who is the bitch? Like, I moved on her like I was a bitch. Or I, I moved on it, her like she was a bitch. No, I think it's more like. He's kind of like ragging on himself a little bit, like that's very out of character. Right? And that, no, absolutely. Yeah. But it's kind of, but it's also kind of bragging because he's like, I went for it. Yeah. Like I went for it. I okay. made a move like a bitch because she's married. Huh. But she like didn't go for it or whatever. Huh. And what they were really, and then the end of the quote is him talking about like then the next time I saw her, she had big fake boobs and it totally changed her look or huh. something like that. So. Huh. It's just a weird, it's a weird quote. Oh, yeah. No, it is. But I don't, it's not in, I don't, I don't read it in ter- in terms of him calling her a bitch. I'm thinking it's more like, like something maybe like a bitch move or okay. like, okay, it didn't go. Okay. So Entertainment Tonight reporter, Nancy O'Dell. Nancy O'Dell. Huh. There you go. Like of Odell Lake. Question number four. A bitch is defined as any female member of the dog family. What is the term for a bitch that is used for breeding? I feel like I I no I don't know I is there a specific I'm trying term? to make these a little harder. That was good. I, I feel like these are like I feel like in the past they've been too easy. I do not know the answer. A brood bitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> so like when like people are showing their dogs, sure. Like a female dog is a bitch. Yeah. But if they are gonna like have their bitch have puppies, yes. then she's a brood bitch. Uh huh. <laughs> This 2004 Halloween costume consisted of Uggs, black leggings, an oversized sweater, and a pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks. That would be basic bitch. That is a basic bitch. (laughs) It's funny how the basic bitch changes as trends change. Yes. Like, Uggs are not a thing anymore. No. I mean, like, people still wear them, I guess, sometimes, but, like, being on trend is kind of the, really what it is to be a basic bitch. Mm. And so isn't that uh, what being chuggy is? I have never heard that one. Oh, okay. That should, was... I ask, should I ask my students? <laughs> you should ask them what chuggy is. See okay. if any of them have heard of it. Okay. Yeah. What R- is it? Report back. What is it? It's like being on trend, yeah. but like too on trend or yeah. like just like not in the pocket of the beat, but like just behind it. Where sure. like, oh yeah, you're doing the thing that's on trend, but you're doing it just a bit badly, I think. Okay. Hmm. I'll ask them. Yeah, it's got an interesting like online etymology that sounds totally fake. And so it was a big flash in the pan like a month or two ago where somebody was like, oh yeah, we use this word chuggy. And everyone's like, you just made that up. Like that's not a real word. Question number six. This expression unintentionally appears as if a person is angry or irritated, particularly when the individual is relaxed or not intending to express any particular emotion. Oh, uh, resting bitch face. <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> also known as its original name. I don't know. Bitchy resting face. So that actually comes from 
a comedy sketch mm. from like Funny or Die or something oh, yeah. like that. Like they did a sketch about like yeah. people who have um, this like ailment. Yes, the disorder. Right? Yes, like that's where it came from. And now apparently, like sociologists and psychologists are studying it because it's like a real thing. Sure that people use when they're doing like stereotyping and bias and things yeah. like that. And then in the last couple of years, you can actually have it um, like altered through plastic surgery. Hmm. Like you can go to a consult with a plastic surgeon if you have resting bitch face, Whoa. which I can understand why, especially if you're a woman, like that would be really detrimental. You know, it was a woman like it's, socially sort of important that you look pleasant right yes like, or approachable yeah right but apparently it's an affliction that also affects men mm-hmm. um equally to women yes um and men they often call it resting asshole face i have heard that yes, <laughs> yes. that's a thing i'm trying to get better at myself is recognizing that assumption in women there's a woman i work with and i found myself thinking like why has she just always been so like cold or just kind of like unpleasant toward me and then i realized like no she's never been that unpleasant she's just not been like friendly and open and warm and like Mm -hmm. that's not the same thing i mean it's probably a midwest thing i'm sure but Mm -hmm. like i was just like oh yeah i just guess i assume that (laughs) women are going to respond to me in a certain way yeah it's true that like if a woman isn't openly warm and friendly then she must be cold or bitchy all right question number seven popularized on the reality series Flavor of Love, Tiffany Pollard, a.k.a. New York, famously exclaimed, I am the HBIC up in here. What is HBIC? Head bitch in charge. Yes! Very good! You didn't think I was going to get that one. I didn't know. I wasn't sure. You're you're usually pretty good at like acronyms and figuring stuff uh, like that yeah, out. Yeah, I think, I, I have no idea where I pulled that from. I have no idea. I think maybe you've said that. I maybe called myself the HBIC. <laughs> I think you've just told me about watching Flavor of Love. I think that's it's it. It's possible. It's possible. I am well versed in all the flavors of love. No shame. Question number eight. Switch Bitch is a collection of adult short stories released by what famous British writer? Switch Bitch. What famous British writer? Switch Bitch is a collection of adult short stories released by this famous British writer. I have no idea. The only one I can think of is Alan Cumming. Road Doll. Oh. It's four short stories, and they were all published in Playboy in the 1960s, and apparently they are lewd. Interesting. (laughs) I know. You know I've got that Road Doll omnibus book. You should see if it's in there. I should see if they're in there. I mean, I would be su- I would be surprised if they are. Yeah, I me like too. This might be the type of thing that is like little known. Yeah. But you never know. Yeah. They're short stories. It's a little like Shel Silverstein's like dirty drawings. Yes. That, like, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Things yeah. were different in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. Question number number nine: What phrase used as the opening line on Britney Spears' single "Gimme More" has gained the title of the quote "holy phrase" in popular music? It's Britney, bitch. Very good. You know, the only reason I know that is because of Michael Scott pulling up in that scene. And Lady Gaga is playing and he says, it's Britney, bitch. And I think actually you had to explain that joke to me because I didn't know what was going on. I think I did explain to you one time about it's Britney, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's just a good, it's a good phrase to know. Okay. Just know sure, the, sure. it's Britney, bitch. Sure. Yeah, that's good. Question number 10. The phrase, son of a bitch, was first used on television on this show in the 1970s. Ooh. I'm going to guess All in the Family. Nope. It starred Alan Alda. Oh, MASH. MASH. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Apparently he mutters, son of a bitch. Hmm. Which I'm kind of surprised that was on television in the 70s. Oh, yeah. They said that on TV. Yeah. Um, there's a good bit in a uh, recent, I guess not that recent, Lexicon Valley with John McWhorter, which I've recommended on this show, where he talks about how that phrase has just completely fallen out of culture. Like, you don't hear anybody yeah, say that. That's true. Unironically or anything anymore. Like, yeah. it has completely come to be replaced by the term asshole. Like in every case where I was somebody say motherfucker, <laughs> maybe. I mean, I'm just like thinking about like. I think that's a little too strong. That's a, that's strong. It's strong. That's strong. I think his point, and maybe this is in one of his latest books. It's called Nine Nasty Words, where he just goes through a, a lot of uh, English profanity. But he talks about how in every situation where somebody would be saying asshole today, fifty years ago they would have said son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, oh, you're a mean yeah. son of a bitch, you know? I mean, I guess I'm just thinking about it in terms of, like, insulting one's mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but motherfucker is way stronger. That's true. Yes, it is. But those are really the only two mother-insulting insults. Do you remember how Gabo called the children of Springfield and SOBs on The Simpsons? No. All the children of Springfield are SOBs. No. I didn't know what an SOB was. I'm not sure how I, like, learned to understand that joke. All right, Jordan, you want to know your score? Sure, shoot. Your final score is five. Five out of ten? Five out of ten. I feel pretty good about my trivia questions. That was good. Yeah. You stumped me with that that obscure little-known band, the Rolling Stones. Yeah, but I mean, like, so this, but the song Bitch is not... I don't think it's a well-known Rolling Stone song. I don't know. Yeah, I now, don't think. Once it's a you said that, I had heard it. I was like, mm. oh yes, I have heard this before. But hmm. no, I fun. decided to go the um, flavor of love. It's Britney, bitch. Sure. Route. Sure. You know how to stump me. I do. I do. Except I got both of those right. I know. We stick with what we know. That's true. Now is the point in the show where we rate the episode. So we're gonna do ratings, then recommendations. Keelan, on a scale. From one to five birth certificates. Okay. <laughs> what do you give this episode? Um, I'll say a three. A three? Just a solid three, right in the middle. Mm. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't super good either. It gave me one lull. Mm. It moved the plot forward slightly. Yeah. This is episode four of season two, and I feel like we've already had two fairly good episodes. So compared to those... Yeah. This is not based on Julie's life and... Uh, rat funeral. Rat funeral. I, mm-hmm. I gave this a two. I would give this a two oh, birth certificates. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's not not great. Had yeah. a couple of nice moments. That's about it. Mm-hmm. All right. We've come to the point in the show where we recommend. Keelian, what would you like to recommend? All right. I'm just going to recommend the first thing I'm thinking of. I am You're going to Kaiser rec- Soze this recommendation. I'm going to recommend... I recommend Handsome Husbands... <laughs> Yeti microphones. <laughs> Sparkling water. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Apple products. <laughs> um, I'm going to recommend getting portraits taken by a photographer. 
because our family had family photos taken by a professional photographer about three weeks ago. Um, this was the first time we had had that done ever since having our second child. And the last time we had this done was when our first was under a year old. So a long time ago. And, you know, we don't always look the way we hope <laughs> in all the pictures when we get them back. But I just really appreciate having, like, I will look back on these pictures and I'm just glad that we have them. And I take pictures of our kids all the time. And I, like, sometimes I get pictures of you and sometimes you get pictures of me. And, you know, sometimes we get pictures of the four of us or we hold our arm out and do a yeah. selfie or whatever. But, but it's, like, it's not the same. It's not the same. And it, it was just, it was nice to, like, put in the work to try to look nice, to go to a place, to have our pictures taken. And now, we have them and we'll get some printed and put into a frame and they'll be in our house and yep. we'll look back on these and we just had to do it. We had to make an appointment. We had to pay a little bit of money. Yep. Like, I just feel like it's worth it. If you have a pet that you really love, like mm-hmm. get pictures taken with your pet. If you have a baby, if you have an engagement or a milestone or you've been dating for two years, like go get pictures taken. Yes. It's nice to mark the passage of time through photography. That's professional. And Professional photography is better than your selfies on your phone. Yep. It just is. And in terms of supporting local oh, businesses, yeah. I mean, absolutely, you, you almost can't get more local than somebody who's literally like living in your town who right. takes your portrait. Yes. Well, and also like our photographer took us to an awesome location that we would have never even known was there. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I mean, we would have never gone there if she hadn't shown it to us. Yeah. So if you've been waiting for permission (laughs) hell if you just like the way you look i have a friend she turned 40 last year she had a professional photography session portrait session with by herself because she was like i turned 40 i want to like document how good i look and i was like damn i should do that yeah and like her pictures look great and she looks beautiful and she looks confident and i like it and sometimes you get really fun surprising (laughs) unexpected moments like when we were supposed to have a picture of the four of us standing in this dirt path and instead we get you and me and our oldest standing and really genuinely smiling and laughing because our youngest who's almost two decided to do (laughs) barrel rolls in the dirt in front of us so we have a photo of the three of us smiling (laughs) while the little one is literally (laughs) rolling around like a pig (laughs) and you know what I'm going to get that printed and framed and I'm going to look at that and laugh and love it for years to come. Yep. So get the photos taken. That's a great recommendation. I'm going to recommend an app and software as a service, kind of a bundled software package called YNAB. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You should be a spokesperson for YNAB. Kayleen knows. Yep. So YNAB is you need a budget. It is budgeting software. Somewhere around when our son was about a year old, I realized that we did not have our shit together financially, Mm -hmm. and so I undertook it to get our family's financial shit together, and one of the ways I did this was by buying the software. I mean, this was enough in the past that I actually like bought the software and downloaded it. Now it's software as a service, so you just go to their website and use it. Uh, They also have a really excellent app. I have the one for iOS, but I'm sure that exists on Android as well. But it's as much software as it is a budgeting system where you actually, you know, give each dollar a job and you sort of roll with your real expenses and they have these four rules. And if you follow them, 
<laughs> your budgeting life starts to improve. Like, I've put a lot of time and effort into our budget, but one of the things I like about YNAB is that it makes it possible for someone who doesn't love making spreadsheets <laughs> to budget in an efficient and effective way. I know that the pandemic in the last year and a half has rocked a lot of people financially, and we've been very lucky that we've kept our jobs, but, you know, <laughs> Kayleen was out on maternity leave, and we and I went half-time for a little while, and I really think that having a solid budgeting foundation for our family made it possible for us to weather that in a lot better way than we otherwise would have, so... There is one flaw okay. of why now. What's that? I'm still waiting for it to tell you that we have enough money, mm. and apparently we don't yet. We don't. I've been waiting for you to tell me that we have enough. Yeah. No? So, Kayleen will come in and I'll be on my laptop, brows furrowed, bathed in the blue light, <laughs> and Kayleen will always ask, do we have enough? And I'll say, no. Uh, actually, she'll say, are we rich yet? And I'll say, not even close. <laughs> rich nope no no we're rich in other ways yes. not in the bank if you are interested in YNAB check out their website they have a great set of you know their four basic rules and also podcasts and workshops and things like that um, if you want to sign up for the software and you want a referral I think I get a month free for everybody I refer Uh oh this is not an advertisement on this podcast they're not paying me to say that I think that's just true of everybody Matthew, Tanya, Mom. Mom. (laughs) So yeah, I'm really into budgeting and personal finance, and YNAB has made that really good. On a serious note, I am so thankful for you. The only reason we have any money is because Jordan knows how to save it. (laughs) And I'm not even a big spender. So we have to be pretty conscious of how we spend our money, and I am hyper-conscious of how we spend our money. yes. Yeah, so good recommendations. Anything else you want to say? Time for bed. Yeah, I agree. I really hope our kids sleep through the night tonight. Yeah, me too. All right, for next time, we will be watching Season 2, Episode 5, entitled Shrink. Hmm. I'm going to guess it's about a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Hmm. Anything else beyond that? or? I mean, I don't even like to guess because the titles are <laughs> kind of dumb. Yeah. But that's my guess. All right, that sounds great. Well, we will see you next Tuesday. For WKJP News Radio, this is Jordan and Kayleen signing off. The theme music for WKJP News Radio is the song You Say But You Don't Know by the band Troubles Afoot. You can check them out on Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple Music, or wherever you find new music. Special thanks to Uncle Keith for our use of equipment and technical support. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, you can reach out to us at WKJPPod on Twitter or Instagram. You can also email us at WKJPPod at gmail.com. If you like our show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts to help us find other listeners like you. Thanks so much for listening.